The Israel Report with Rolene Marks. Clashes in Golan, riots, IDF eliminate a terror cell. Here we go again. Joining us on the line to give us update these updates and more, our correspondent from Israel, <coughs> Rolene Marks. Ooh, Rolene, good afternoon. Thank you for joining us. Hope you, you're well. <laughs> Good afternoon. You know, <laughs> football will always appear where you least yeah. want it to. Indeed, right. Uh, so, so apologies for, for coughing right. and spluttering <laughs> into your ears over there. <laughs> That's fine. So, okay, so we've got these clashes going on in Golan. We have riots going on, the idea of eliminating a ter- terror cell. Please update us. What is happening here? Well, let's take a look at the big news, which was mm. the IDF eliminating a three-man terror cell in the West Bank last night. Now, sure. they had uh, just before the drone took them out, they had opened fire on a checkpoint. Now, this is the first time since 2006 that the IDF and the Shin Bet have used this type of targeted assassination. So we, looking at events of the past week, we're, we're definitely entering a, a new paradigm when it comes mm-hmm. to dealing with issues with violence in the West Bank. Now, this week has seen a, a significant increase in violence in, in various spheres. Let's first take a look at events in the West Bank. Uh, on Monday, we had the counter-terror operations into Jenin. Very, very heavy clashes, big exchanges of fire. Uh, seven wounded troops wounded because of a uh, explosive thrown at the car. It was a Panther um, armed personnel carrier, and uh, they sustained light to moderate wounds, along with uh, Dago the dog, who has been released from hospital and is on the mend. Uh, I know a lot of people have been inquiring about Dago, but the the, the troops that were injured when they were um, visited in hospital by Israeli security officials and the Prime Minister said they came under massive fire and also had explosives thrown at them. Then uh, we had the horrific, horrific terror attack the following day very close to the Yeshuv of Eli in the northern uh, West Bank of Judea and Samaria, where two Hamas terrorists opened fire in uh, a gas station, which had a, a restaurant close to it called Hummus. Uh, uh, I forget the, the surname, but uh, uh, anyway, four Israelis were brutally murdered. Uh, Israeli civilians, the youngest of which was just 17 years old. Now, we've also seen in, uh, uh, clashes on the Golan Heights. As you know, the Golan Heights are very, very strategic. There is a large Druze population. Druze are very, very loyal to the land of the country where they live. But it is also Eid al-Adha. Now, uh, there had been plans to construct a wind farm of, uh, made up of wind turbines, and the Jews had appealed, please, not to construct them during the uh, holy time of Eid al-Adha. And uh, despite that, construction went ahead, and it led to protests yesterday, clashes with the police, and some police and some Druze were injured. Now, the leader of the Druze community, the Sheikh, went to speak to Prime Minister Netanyahu yesterday, who tried to quell the the violence. I read you his statement that I had received as we were on air yesterday, appealing, uh, you know, for everybody to obey the law. He was also appealing to vigilante settlers 
um, in the West Bank last night, and I hate to use the term settler because it paints a pejorative across uh, the full spectrum of the community uh, who had set fire to uh, homes and cars belonging to Palestinians. That is absolutely inexcusable. The Shabak are, are mulling arrests, detention uh, for the for those that uh, committed these acts, uh, de- de- uh, detentions without uh, being questioned, and, and uh, we're waiting to see, uh, you know, how they're going to proceed. Then we know that uh, many of them have been arrested by Israeli police. Um, I know that uh, a lot of people say, why don't the IDF arrest? The IDF don't have the mandate to to arrest them, but they did step in and tried to prevent um, them from attacking any Palestinian property. The IDF as well yesterday releasing a statement saying they will not tolerate that kind of behavior, that kind of violence. Uh, and then today we've had a situation where... Um, the uh, National Security Minister, Ben Gavir, despite the directive, the agreement to stop construction of these wind turbines, gave the go-ahead for them to carry on. And, and he has been warned by security officials that this will only result in bloodshed. And this week has been the third time that Itamar Ben Gavir has been excluded from security briefings by the Prime Minister and the security personnel. They fear, they feel that he is not a, a personality that can be trusted. Just moments ago, we've had a far-right extremist from Yeshar, from the Yeshuv Yeshar, tell the public broadcaster that they have disconnected the power to the nearby Palestinian village of Urif, which is believed to be the village where the two terrorists that killed the four Israelis earlier this week have come from. And, and, and they say we need to change the perception in the war on terror. Only civil pressure on the terrorist environs will lead to change. We just want to remind them that Israel is a law-abiding country. These are the words of our Prime Minister yesterday. This is a law-abiding uh, country and you will uh, obey the law. Indeed, Raleigh, and let's just hope uh, that everyone just takes cognizance of what's going on. I mean, of course, now being to Thursday, to the last time we're going to chat, well, we're going to chat to you. Let's just hope we're talking a different story, a better story, uh, come three days' time. Raleigh, let's just move on to Ukraine's First Lady's exclusive interview. Tell us a bit more about that. Well, the First Lady of Ukraine, Olena Zelenska, has been in Israel this week. She was welcomed by President and First Lady uh, Mikhail Herzog. And she's been here largely on a fact-finding mission, uh, meeting Ukrainian soldiers who have been treated in Israeli hospitals. She has also been learning from Israeli organizations, NGOs that deal with trauma, um, you know, how to go about implementing programs across Ukraine. She says, you know, unfortunately, Israel is under constant attack and have had to learn uh, these skills and really excel at these skills. Mm-hmm. Uh, just two days ago, she was at Yad Vashem, 
she met with Ukrainian speaking educators at Yad Vashem. And then um, she also sat down for an exclusive interview with Lahav Harkov, who's one of our leading journalists for the Jerusalem Post. Uh, and she addressed the appalling comments made by Vladimir Putin earlier this week, where he says his Jewish friends uh, from Ukraine say uh, Zelensky is no Jew. In fact, he is a disgrace to, to Jews. And uh, the First Lady uh, Zelenska said, you know, she said that those comments are absolutely dis- disgracing, disgraceful and, and appalling. And anybody's ethnicity shouldn't have any kind of bearing on uh, their politics. So taking, a, you know, a, a strong stance against the mm-hmm. insult to her husband. Very quickly, Rowling, we've just got one more minute left. Uh, Australia Labour Party recognizes Palestinian state at a conference. Give us these details. What's going on here? Well, this was a uh, conference, this was a state conference, not a federal conference Mm -hmm. that took place this past Saturday. Now, the foreign policy of Australia is to recognize two states that have to be negotiated by the parties concerned, Israelis and Palestinians. Uh, They took a vote, uh, a verbal vote, not a, a ballot vote. And they've said that when they go to the conference in two months' time, they want to raise the issue of the Australian Labour Party formally recognising a Palestinian state. And Mm -hmm. uh, uh, this puts them at odds with the party chair, who has said that it it is their stance that that, uh, recognising a Palestinian state is only dependent on negotiations between Israelis and Palestinians. Rowan, we're going to have to leave it there. I can't believe we've come to the end of another afternoon overdrive week. We will chat again again next uh, Monday afternoon. Thanks so much for joining us, Rowan. Rowan Marks, our correspondent from Israel, giving us uh, the background as to what's happening in the Holy Land right now. So that's what's happening in Israel.